Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the handsome Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Well, I'm flattered, first of all, but uh, let's just let's just be clear. I mean, there's only one handsome person that deserves mentioning this week. And Me. That's Jung, that's Jung Hoo Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but I, I appreciate the, uh, the the connection. The the I, it's not often that I get a superlative like that, so uh, I should have just ran with it. But I'm trying to that's be humble. the one time. I'm trying that's to be humble. Li- it's the one time. It's the one time. <laughs> it's the one time. But I'm proud of you trying to be humble. It's normally something that you wouldn't even try to do. That's true. That's true. But uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited about about Zhang Huli signing, and so I'll 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 give it up to him just this once. Yes. I mean, finally, finally. Wow. I mean, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Jung Hoo Lee later in the show, probably at length. But I will just say from the press conference, we are getting a lot more than just a guy who doesn't strike out a lot. Right. Yeah. Which I, I think is like one of the main things that everybody points out of Jung Hoo Lee. Right. He doesn't strike out a lot. He makes great contact when he swings at fastballs. He makes contact. And but we're also getting a guy who is very gregarious. He is excited to be a San Francisco giant. And you know what? He is way handsomer than you. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, you know, that's something it's not like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. Right. I was never like the guy that was into that, but you know, some people care about that. And it's nice to have a guy that's finally, you know, fast can make contact is excited to be a giant. And, uh, you know, he's handsome. Checks off lots of boxes. Definitely. Checks off lots of boxes. Anyway. Matthew, yes. that being said, like, no, we're all excited about Jung Hoo Lee, but the offseason is not over, right? We've already missed out on Otani, you know, uh, and so we're all feeling pretty bummed about that. You know, well, I mean, I mean, yes, I'm feeling bummed about it. Even though you know a bad thing is about to happen, you still feel bad when it happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That That's that's my that's my how I felt about it. But. There are still many big fish out there. There are still many free agents to pursue. And so I have a question that is related to that. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Here's my question. If you had to dissuade someone, anyone, or maybe not anyone, from moving to New York City, what would you say? And before before I, you know, before people go like, oh, what does Matthew know about New York City? Matthew lived in New York City. He did. He went to school there. He got his first job as an adult there. Matthew was a New York City resident 
He lived in the big city. So Matthew knows what it's like to live in New York City, not just as a student, but as an adult. So he has some credentials here. This isn't just a San Franciscan beating up on the Big Apple, right? This is a citizen of the Big Apple beating up on the Big Apple. Ready, go. Okay, well, first of all, I, I would say, have you seen their poop map? Like, like... It, it's the file is so big, Matthew, that it won't download onto my computer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ron DeSantis yeah. would be able to hold that one up. I mean, it's it's a pretty big poop map. And 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 I will say, having spent a lot of time in the subway system, it's not just poop. All right. Uh, you know, because you in New York, you you understand the smell of urine. I'm just saying like that, that is a a distinct New York smell. And so those two reasons alone, but I, you know, I could go on, right. I mean, like rush hour uh, on the subway system is, is awful. Have you ever been on a subway car, like shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people and all of a sudden feel somebody else's hand in your pocket? That's not a pleasant feeling, (laughs) you know? So, so, you know, there, there are lots of reasons to, to not live in New York. Uh, let's see another one. Um, Nobody looks you in the eye, man. You're you're in a city of like millions and everybody looks at the ground or up in the sky. Nobody looks you in the eye. You're like alone in millions. It is the weirdest feeling to be in that city and feel so alone because nobody acknowledges anybody else unless you piss them off. Then then you get, uh, you know, you, man. And just, you know, all that. And so. So, yeah, lots of reasons, man. Lots of reasons. And so. Uh, yeah, you might as well be in, in San Francisco for all I, I know. Yeah. Okay. So I live there too. I live there too. And, uh, so I want to have a go. Okay. I want to have a go. Okay. So first of all, Matthew talked about the smell of urine. I just want to add in New York, it's not really mixed with the fine smell of marijuana. So you don't get that nice urine marijuana combo that you get in San Francisco. So, you know, it's, um... That's definitely you're definitely missing something. So if you're going to have to deal with that, you might as have might as well have a little bit of character to it, right? And so you just don't have that there. So that's that's strike number one. Uh, strike number two: people complain about San Francisco in terms of like, oh, it's cold and it's foggy, you're like oh, blah blah blah. You know, oh, they used to have the Croida candlestick. Yada yada yada. It snows in New York, and during like in September, like it gets cold and sleety. Yeah. And it's also cold in, in spring, like when the baseball season starts. It's miserable there. And, and it's and not it's even n- pretty snow. It's like dirty brown snow. It's n- Yeah, it's just like there's nothing nice about their cold. Just nothing. Like, it's just, it's just miserable. And then in August... I don't, oh, it, it's like, so I, don't, I don't, I don't know that there's a stickier place I've ever been. Like no. your, your skin sticks to itself and it's not even touching itself. It's just like, it's just like sticky. It's just like sticky to move as you, as you like swim through the air. Uh, yeah. So, you know, th- there's another reason. Uh, and uh, here in San Francisco, we have Grant Brisby who like just hangs out on his couch and just makes fun of himself on Twitter. And that's that's our that's basically how harsh the media is here. In New York, like the first time you walk somebody, they're going to just eviscerate your entire family tree. Right? Yeah. The moment that you have one bad game, they're going to wish upon you the worst punishment for all of eternity. The media there is horrible. 
Ask, ask Carlos Rodon how last year went for him. <laughs> Please ask him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Maybe ask Rodon a little bit of a difference between the fan bases between the two cities. Um, and uh, when he means care, what he means is they hate you. They hate you. They hate you. And that's, you know, that's their default setting. So, yeah, there you go. Those are the reasons to not not uh, not to move to New York. If you're excellent reasons, excellent reasons. So, uh, Yamamoto, if you're listening, you know, uh, we've we've now given you our two cents on New York versus San Francisco. That's right. That's right. But I do like your argument, Matthew. Nobody has a bigger poop map. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody has a bigger poop map. Uh, I wonder if Miami has a poop map. Like to see that. Anyway, today is Sunday, December 17th, as we record this podcast. It's December, folks. And uh, which means, you know, our listenership has never been higher. You Thank all you hear all for it. people who are just tuning in. Yeah. Love absolutely. Ya. Absolutely. Man, you guys snapped up that last cocktail episode too. Champagne rain. Am I right? Wow. Kind of like the champagne. Uh, but anyway, a lot has happened this past week. Well, I mean, not a lot, but like, like, uh, hmm. Do I want to say this now? I, I do want to say this now. The biggest free agent signing in the history of Farhan Zaidi's leadership of the San Francisco Giants happened this week. And I'm not joking, folks. That is a dig. But also, it's true. Young Hu Lee is a San Francisco giant. Not pending physical, pending nothing. He is going to be a San Francisco giant. And without a doubt, he is the biggest free agent that Farhan Zaidi has ever signed. So we're going to be talking about that today. But also, and we're going to talk about that a lot, I think. But also, as we mentioned, the free agent season is not over. There's a lot of big fish still out there. And the San Francisco Giants have said that they're still pursuing a starting pitcher. You know who that means. We don't want any BS. We want some YY. Am I right, Matthew? Sure. (laughs) But what we definitely don't want is any LG. No LG. I will take the BS before you give me the LG, but I really want the YY. All right. YY, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, BS, Blake Snell, LG, your favorite, Lucas Giolito. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, And so we're going to talk about that. And then if we have time, uh, no, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about one of our. I don't know. What do you call these people? One of one of our competitors. <laughs> Is that what you call them? I don't know. Compadres. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, what would you yeah. call them? I don't know. Uh, other podcasters. I guess. I guess if we were in this to win this, it would be a competitor. But we're just having fun. We're yeah, just... we're not in this to win this. We do yeah. not want to beat any of those folks. Uh, we're not. We, we're out here to zag while they're all zigging. <laughs> our fellow podcasters. Maybe yeah, we our fellow podcasters. We, we, we were inspired by some of the great, excellent work that one of our fellow podcasters is doing. And so we thought we would riff on that and uh, while also celebrating um, his success. So uh, that's what we're going to do later in the show. But first, Matthew, you have a trivia question for us, as always. I do. And I'm, I'm actually really proud of this one. 
because uh, you made this I'll, one up. I'll I'll be honest. I I actually didn't know the answer to this one as I was researching. Like I was a little shocked. So so here is the question: What South Korean made his major league debut for the San Francisco Giants and hit a home run in his first major league game? And I know you're asking. Wait, the Giants have had a South Korean player on their team? That's probably yeah. what you're thinking, right? Yes. No, yes, that's they not have. what I'm thinking. I know. I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Sure you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to keep riffing. Do I, <laughs> I? Do I need to give my answer now? N- well, yes. Yeah, so, uh, who who would that be? No, 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 no. You you talk some more. Talk. Say the pretty words while I. Okay. So I, uh, you might be wondering. You know, do we have we had a, a South Korean on the Giants before? Yes, yes, we have, and it wasn't that long ago. Uh, but frankly, I had totally forgotten because the season in which he played was one of the worst seasons that the Giants have probably ever had. So, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, so there's that, and so hopefully, uh, our newest South Korean signee will have a lot more success than the previous one. Uh, yes. So one of the worst seasons ever. So that would be the first time that they lost 100 games in the 80s. Um, and it was uh, Jim Bob McGuffin. Big, yes. I, he was born on an American. He was he was that's born. Such a great South Korean name. <laughs> well, he was born on a military base. I think it's Yim Bob. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it might be. That might be how it was pronounced there when he was playing Little League. But he was born on an American base. And uh, in in the military, because that happens, Matthew, you know, uh, all around does. the world. You're right. And, You're and, right. And and uh, and so he was born in South Korea. His name is Jim Bob McGuffin. He played in uh, Jim Bob. Eighty. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> he played in eighty eighty three or whatever year it was that they lost a hundred games way back in the eighties. I don't. I don't care to look. Uh, yeah. Jim Bob McCuffin. All right, we'll see if it's Jim Bob McCuffin at the end of the episode. (laughs) Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. (laughs) Let's do it, Bob. Oh, Bob, thank you. Uh, Whose turn is it to to go first, Bob? What are you drinking, Ben? Woohoo! It's my turn. Yes, yes. I, Bob, am drinking a absolute classic with a very boring name as Matthew was was ever so kind to point out the champagne cocktail and what is in a champagne cocktail well more than champagne Bob more than champagne believe it or not it has half an ounce of cognac one sugar cube preferably of some you know exotic sugar like Turbinado or Demerara. But if all you got is C&H, that's fine. Angostura bitters and four ounces of champagne. To make it, you take the sugar cube, you saturate it with the Angostura bitters, and then you place that at the bottom of a champagne flute. You add the cognac, and then you gently and carefully top with champagne. You can add a lemon twist for garnish, But if you suck at making lemon twists like me, you can just choose not to do that. And that's how you make the champagne cocktail, Bob. That's what I'm drinking. 
Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Bob, hey, Bob, take care of your bubbles, buddy. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> it's true. That's <laughs> true. You don't. Just, just, just gulp your bubbles, Bob. <laughs> what are you drinking, Matthew? Oh, oh, right. Thank, thank you, Bob. Uh, so I am drinking a tiki-esque version of a daiquiri called the Parasol, which was created by a famed bartender author named Shannon Mustafer. And it has two ounces of white rum, three-quarter ounce lime juice, three-quarter ounces of banana liqueur, a half ounce of pineapple juice. You take all of those into a cocktail shaker with ice, shake it vigorously for 10 to 12 seconds, and strain it into a coupe glass, and then garnish it with some freshly grated nutmeg. And it is delightfully light and sweet and tropical and with a the, the hint of nutmeg. It is a perfect any time of year drink, uh, including during Christmas. So that's what I'm drinking, Bob. The parasol. Mmm. That's a tasty cocktail. Thank you, Bob. I think so. Really tasty. All right. All right. I, I know we're going to talk about Zhang Huli. We are. But there's something else we got to talk about. Okay. So I know you alluded to it in the intro, mm-hmm. but our boy, our boy Ben Kaspek over at Locked On Giants. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who, uh, who are podcast listeners of us, you probably also listen to Locked On Giants. I would say 100% of our listeners probably listen to Locked On Giants, where is a much smaller percentage of Locked On Giants listens to us. Uh, that's accurate. Probably pretty accurate. Uh, but, you know, so Ben has been enjoying a little bit of notoriety lately because his voice has been highlighted on two San Francisco Giants intro videos lately. So one, I think, that was introducing Bob Melvin, if I remember and then, and then the latest was when they introduced uh, Young Hu Lee. That's right. And and so, you know, it's his voice from the podcast uh, talking about how great it is. In fact, mm-hmm. here's what his quote was on the video. Okay. Young Hu Lee is the best player in Korea, and he just checks so many boxes for the San Francisco Giants. Young Hu Lee is going to be elite at not striking out and not just not striking out, but hitting the ball to all fields, having plus speed and... Did I mention he's a center fielder? They use that as their like, you know, uh, introduction. That was the first voice you heard on the on the the highlight reel for for Zhang Hu. So so hear me out, Ben. OK, I know that we don't always like, you know, we're not the kind of the rah, rah, like, you know, we don't always you know pump up the Giants the way that maybe the Giants media relations right. would like us to. And by we, you mean me. Sure. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like um, we should at least make an effort. And so what I what I want to do right now is oh. I want to uh, record some sound bites in case oh. the Giants media relations people are listening. Right. And then so when they sign any one of these next four players, the four I've, I've got four players. Okay. Uh, okay. They can utilize our sound bites instead of Ben Caspics. Oh. Okay. I don't think they're going to sign any of these four players. Okay, no, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, you're, you're right. No, don't give me that look. I'm that, sorry. That kind I'm of sorry. attitude is not going to get us on the video, Ben. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my. You're right. I'm. Yes, yes. I'm the black right. sheep. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I can do this. Okay. I can do it. I'm gonna do it. Yes. Yes. We're okay. gonna we're gonna we're so what we're doing right now is we're 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 gonna steal away from Ben the 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 role as the go to uh hype voice on exactly. the next intro video. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I can do this. So I'll I can go do it. First. I can do it. I'll go yeah. first. Yeah. All right, so I'll go first. I'll do my version, and then you do your version. Okay. 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 Now remember, like positive, like upbeat. You know, yeah, we're we're, we're you Got know. It. So Got so it. we'll start Got it. Got it. with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Okay? Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Okay. Yeah, go. All right. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, one of the best pitchers in Japan, not just Japan, the planet. As uh, Farhan Zaidi has told us. No, no, no. Okay, that's that's. I got it. Okay, I'm gonna start over. I gotta try okay. it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yoshi Nabamoto is not just one of the best pitchers in Japan. He's one of the best pitchers on the planet. Uh, strikeout to walk ratio better than anything you've ever seen. Uh, one of the best players and checks off so many boxes for the San Francisco Giants. Wow. Okay, so it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be yeah. long. It's just, oh. You just need to say a few things because they're just going to use our little blurb uh, and they're going to add in like, you know, okay. Grant Brisby or like, you know, right. or somebody else. We're and then, follow it up. We're going to follow yeah. it up. Okay. 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 All right. So now your turn. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Go. Okay, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the greatest pitcher on the planet, finally coming to the United States of America to dominate pitchers. But here's the good news, San Francisco Giants fans. He's signed with the New York Yankees. Okay, okay, so okay, you're okay, probably right. not going to... Wait, what? All right, that's that's you. You were starting off so good. You, you were <laughs> what? that was such a good start, and then oh. and then just well, yeah. yeah, probably not mention the signing of the Yankees. <laughs> Uh, oh. Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll try to get with Blake Snell. Okay, so. Okay, Blake yeah, Snell. no, I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, okay, okay so okay. here he goes. I'm going to go first and you go again, okay? Okay. Mm. Blake Snell is a two time Cy Young Award winner who will make any pitching staff better, but put him beside Logan Webb and you've got the makings of a two headed monster. The Giants will be unbeatable with the signing of Blake Snell. All right, now your turn. Coming this summer. To the San Francisco Giants. Huh? Huh? Yes, good, good, good. Keep going. Reigning Cy Young Award winner, Blake Snell. Fresh off stealing the award from Logan Webb. That second-rate hack. Okay, okay. Don't worry, folks. He's going to walk so many batters that it will only take the wizardry of Ryan Walker to come in and save the day in the fourth inning. All right, again, you were starting off really good, but you got to keep the positivity the whole way through, okay? <laughs> the whole way through. Uh, oh. I, right. okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. okay. I can feel okay. I got it. Right. I got so, it. Yeah, so, I got it. I got it. I got so it. Matt Chapman. Okay, Matt Chapman. Okay. Matt Chapman. Okay. Matt Chapman. Okay. All right. Matt Chapman who's a four-time gold glove winner, will step right into the San Francisco Giants lineup and provide not only great defense, but a pop that is sorely needed in the middle of the lineup. All right, now your turn. Coming to the San Francisco Giants, the exciting Bay Area hero, Matt Chapman, one of the greatest third basemen on the planet. And if we had gotten him three years ago, he could probably still hit. Oh, okay. Right, There's a right. really good chance that he could have a resurgent year, a la Brandon Crawford in 2021. Here's hoping. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. One last one. All right. All right. Cody <laughs> Bellinger. I, I'll, okay. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. 
Cody Bellinger, the 2019 M National League MVP who had a comeback year last year, uh, probably will never do that again. And he's a former Dodger, so why why are we even bothering? And then we've also signed Young Hulee. So do we even need another like center fielder? No, no, we do not. So, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm supposed to, oh, see. <laughs> no, I thought, that was, no, that, that, was sound, that was good. No, that was good. That was great. I thought that was fantastic. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> All right, all right. Maybe this is harder than I thought. Okay, all Best right. Best free well, agent still available, Matthew. All right, well, we'll just we we'll just leave it to Ben, I guess. Yeah, ben ben Kasvick, we'll just we'll just you yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Ben's better at like the stats and the hype and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was a good idea. I really, I really thought that you were onto something here. You know, maybe it's something we should work on. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we'll, all I'm saying, hey, Giants PR staff, if you are listening, you know, we're willing to work with you. We'll we can we can you know just throw us a few. Uh, wait, throw think, me a few bones. Yeah. Okay? Gonna, and uh, we, ben, ben, ben won't like really want to be down with that, but I will totally play ball. So just uh, you know, <laughs> What's you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Little little uh, mm -hmm. tickets to. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To uh, to uh, the the club in the yeah, right field, right. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah what's okay. This? Anyway, anyway, anyway. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, no, that is not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Well, the greatest oh, Giants the signing greatest. in the. I, you said the Farhan Zaidi era. I might even say the greatest free agent signing since Barry Bonds. Would that be? <laughs> would that be like? Too much to say? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of sad to like put it in that kind of context, isn't it? I mean, the guy's never played a game in the major leagues, and here we are like putting him next to Barry Bonds. But uh, you know, the uh, the Giants players that they have over the last decade that that have been uh, successful have been either through trade or or homegrown. Right. I don't yeah. really know of too many well, successful like guys that we sign via free agency. And we talked about a lot about Zito last week and how mm -hmm. a bad signing can actually turn out to be a good signing. Right. But but I'm even thinking like like that was probably the last really big free agent that That's the true. Giants signed. Right. I mean, the. You know, it, it's funny because we, we talk about Farhan and we say that he's really good about pulling people off of the scrap heap and. Finding, you know, these guys and, and getting extra mileage out of them that nobody expected that you would get. But actually, if you look back at the World Series teams, um, you know, that was driven a lot by homegrown players, particularly on the pitching side. But, you know, it, we have a potential Hall of Famer in Buster Posey, you know, and, and, and we also had some really good, you know, Brandon Belt and Crawford and even Joe Panic, some really good contributors on the position side. And then they filled the holes with a lot of guys that were just kind of surprises, you know, like the Cody Rosses and the Scooteros and the Pat Burrells, you know, and and so like the really it wasn't about the free agent signings. It was about, or at least not the big ones. Right. You know, and... It was supplementing what you already had as your core, right? Right, right. And and so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that Jung-Hoo Lee is, is the biggest signing in terms of potential and excitement since Barry Zito. And probably in terms of, like, ceiling since Bonds. You're absolutely right. And I think that's not an understatement. Now... I do want to, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the naysayer. I'm the pessimist. I want to point out this is not a good thing. 
right? And and I don't want to beat a dead horse because I think we actually talked about this last week, but it did come up again. Some people have been writing about it in the week following since our last show. The biggest failing of this regime so far has been able has been its ability to add players that are going to make a difference in the long run. And, you know, I mean, we talk about that a lot in the farm system, but I think really in the early eight days of the Farhan Zaidi regime, this was about free agents. And I think if we had to reiterate on the point we made last week, if we had been making these kinds of signings, the Jung Hu Lees or, or other people at his level, and just so you know, Jung Hu Lee was, I think, roughly ranked around 10th best free agent available this offseason. Not the best, not the second best, not the third best, right? He's 10th. But if the Giants had been signing people in that range repeatedly over the last few years, this team is probably in the playoffs every single season, right? Yeah. And, and for some reason, they didn't do that. And maybe it was they were trying to save up all their money for Aaron Judge and, and, Yo- and Shohei Otani, and look how that turned out maybe they were doing it because they thought the farm system was going to start contributing higher impact players sooner or roughly around now. Hasn't happened. I don't know why they didn't do it, but they didn't do it. And so finally, finally, they've signed a player that isn't going to necessarily be the guy that pushes them over the top. Like, I'm not going to go run out and buy season tickets because they signed Jung-Hoo Lee. I'm really excited about Jung Hoo Lee, but that's not enough. But at least it's a beginning. And I think finally in this offseason, we're starting to see that they get it. They spent a lot of money. A lot of people, I heard somebody, there was a quote that said, you know, they paid for his ceiling. Good. Yeah. Because you know what? In four years, it's going to be like they paid for his mid, <laughs> you know, because that's the way baseball works. That's the way these contracts work. And and so, yeah, I'm super excited about this signing. I think it's like it's a sign that the light bulb has finally gone on for the leadership of this team. Well, yeah, I think I think they've been humbled enough to now where they realize that they've got to do things a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, I think they felt like they had the secret code or something, you know, a cheat code to, to getting things done. And uh, unfortunately, that hasn't worked out. And and I think. I think you're right. In some ways, I think they felt like as it relates to the farm system, you know, they didn't want to block potential, you know, uh, farm system candidates to come up and, and fill spots on the major league level because good, cheap talent is is the the best talent. Right. Uh, so there was probably a little bit of that, I think. Yeah. But also, you know, you just get the feeling that they've been very stingy, right, that they don't want to spend the money. They don't want to you know, go out and put money, you know, that may be misspent. You know, although, you know, they did that with Tommy LaStella and, you know, there's there's, you know, so you know, it's it's perfectly plausible that you're not going to hit a home run on on every every free agent you sign. But you you can't you can't play ball if you don't if you don't spend big. And so I think that that's they're finally starting to get that. And and it's it was good. I, I mean, I really like I loved watching his uh, press conference. Uh, I 
I had the opportunity as soon as I got the alert from YouTube that it was on, I, I dialed in live and it was a lot of fun to see his personality come through. You know, I mean, you mentioned the intro. We're not just getting a guy that doesn't strike out a lot. It seems like we're getting some guy, a guy with personality, with a with a love for San Francisco, yeah. who wanted to be a giant. Uh, just, you know, there's so much to like about this signing. And I think it could be a really good uh, introductory step into the free agent market because I feel like they can't be done. After no. after just the signing, but it does send a message that they're serious about winning. They're serious about bringing in top talent, and you know they've worked really hard on this guy. I mean, you know, Pete Patella flew out thirteen thousand miles just to see one ceremonial at bat. Yeah, you know, and and apparently that made a an impression. So you know, I you know we've been harsh on them about some of their recruiting tactics and the things we've heard about their ability to you know to reel in free agents. And in this case, it feels like they hit all the right buttons. And uh, so they, you know, they deserve some credit for that. And they, and to your point, they overspent. And I think we ended our last episode talking about how that's what we want to see overspend at this point. You've got to do that if you want to get, you know, some of these guys and they did that and they got their guy and let's hope we keep seeing that. Yeah, no, I, I'm super excited about this signing. I, I, first of all, I think that Pete Putila was one of the people that he thanked right up front. He also, you know, I, I think I read something like he hadn't really even met Farhan until... No, they had not met in person until the right. day of the press conference. Right. And I think so a lot of ways, I think that tells you like the, the, the role that Pete Putila played in this. And, and I'm not trying to diminish what, what Farhan did, but like, you know, that was, this was probably Pete's focus, right? Mm-hmm. Probably Farhan yeah. was focusing on Shohei and maybe Yamamoto and, and, and Pete Putila was probably like, this was his, this was his job is to get this player. And because I probably think that this is this is the number three guy on their list, right? Right after yeah. Shohei and Yamamoto, it was Young Hu Lee was the third guy on their list. Yeah, so absolutely. super important signing for them. So so I you know I think and yeah they did overspend. Okay, now let's just like talk about him as a player because I think he does fill and fill a lot of gaps, right? Now I, I will say this: we take this all with a grain of salt because he's he's played in the KBO. The KBO is not. The NPL, right? It's not the same thing as Japan. It, it, it is not. It, it's generally considered to be more of a triple A level uh, uh, league. If that, maybe even double A. Right. But he is by far and away the best player in that league, right? We got the Korea KBO's MVP. And, and everything that we can see, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is that he's a very, very good defensive player. And that matters. That is super, super important because it feels like that's something that the Giants have been struggling to fill, right? Like, and Matos hasn't really fit the bill and, you know, Meckler hasn't really fit the bill. And so, you know, Young Hu Lee is a very highly rated uh, center fielder. And so that is a huge, huge thing. Um, he's also, you know, he's also a great hitter, but he, he's a lefty, but he's not a power hitter, right? So he's not one of these guys who's going to struggle or be concerned about his inability to hit home runs over that 24 foot high wall. And, you know, because he's going to be able to spray the ball to all fields. And if you go watch highlights, I mean, this guy just shoots lasers up the middle. 
right? I mean, everything is a laser up the middle and and it's perfectly placed and he hits a lot of singles and doubles and he makes a lot of contact and he gets on base and when he does get on base he's a threat to steal he's flashy he's exciting he does bat flips you know which i love i love the bat flips you know i'm all about the bat flips i'm really excited about this player i think he brings a dynamic that we haven't seen on the giants in a long time and uh, I, I think he's going to be an exciting player, you know, and and so I think from that regard, you know, it, it's it's and he's he's going into his 26th year. Right. Players yeah. players generally peak. Well, now they peak a little bit later. They used to peak at 27. Now they peak around 28, 29. So this is a guy going into his best years. And uh, and so, yeah, like I'm super excited about this signing this is definitely a step in the right direction and and i'm really excited to watch him play he's going to be a reason for us to watch and it's going to be fun to watch his development you know do you think there's going to be some do you, what do you see cuz like in my mind i'm like oh he's going to hit 400 he's going to break you know he's going to break the consecutive game hitting streak he's going to you know he's going <laughs> to he's going to steal a thousand bases he's just going to be amazing I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I think, um, uh, well, I mean, in Korea, he was what a three forty, um, yeah, three forty hitter. Yeah. So you know, so I, obviously, you're not going to get that. No. Um, so yeah, I think uh, expecting Young Hu Lee to to hit uh, what he hit in Korea is is you know probably a stretch. But even Fangraphs is pretty bullish on him. You know, for a rookie coming over from Korea. Fangrass has his projections being a 291 average, mm. a 354 on base, mm. a 431 slugging, which isn't great, but uh, with a with a wins a weighted runs created plus of 116 and a 3.2 WAR. Right, right, and so all those numbers would be the best uh, numbers I think of any giant outside. Well, I think you know Flores, Wilmer hit better, but uh, you know as far as uh, we haven't had that level of offense from our center fielder, especially in a very long time. So, uh, right. you know, I I would take that that those stats in a second. Yeah, I mean that's that's really I, I didn't realize that Fangrass had had him rated that high. That that is fantastic. I mean, I think a two ninety one. And a 354 on base percentage. You know he's going to run into some home runs every now and then because he sprays the ball around the field. He he he's, and he makes such good contact. Now he doesn't hit for a lot of he doesn't hit balls hard. No, but that's not his game. Like I don't think he's really trying to hit the ball hard. You know he's trying to hit the ball through the hole, which he can do now. Somewhere I read that I think it was like Farhan that was talking with uh, actually Dave Roberts. Uh, when they were in L.A. and they were talking about Ichiro at the time, but said there's something to be said for a guy that finds grass. Yeah, right? that was that was the phrase that he used. And that seems to perfectly fit Young Huli's game. Right. I mean, you just find grass. Right. That's all it doesn't need to be hard hit. You just need to get on base. And and what's exciting about that is like, I think that game is coming back. Right. I mean, we yeah. saw a lot of this in the early 2000s. Well, not a lot, but we saw some of this in the early 2000s with like people like Tony Gwynn Jr. We saw a ton of this. Well, I mean, I don't know that we saw it because I don't really remember it, but it happened a lot in the 80s. Right. Look at the look at the Diamondbacks. Right. I mean, the National League champion Diamondbacks, look how they played baseball. They did it with a lot of running 
And when you have guys that are running a lot of bases, like all you want to do is find grass, right? They put a lot of pressure on the defense. They used speed and they used uh, contact with moving the runners to make to have a lot of of um, winning baseball games, and it really showed itself as an effective way to win in the postseason, especially, which I thought was super exciting about watching the Diamondbacks run. And so I think that kind of game is coming back. So having a player like this, well, I think always having a player like this at the top of your lineup was always good, and yeah. that's the kind of guy that we're getting. So you know, yeah. Well, I think to the extreme that you look at someone like uh, Luis Arias from the the uh, oh, Marlins, future, who's a National League batting champion, future San Francisco league. Giant, apparently, yeah. <laughs> according to Twitter, formerly known as oh, X oh, or what, no, oh, the from, other way around, other way around. But please, please let that happen. But uh, <laughs> you know, he only hit ten home runs last year, but batted three fifty four. You know, so right. uh, there's there's uh, that there is a place for that kind of game in in baseball for sure. Absolutely. And and I just you know. Again, going back to his press conference, I love the guy. I love his go Giants. He seems yeah. so sincere. Like he just, like I just wanted to hug him. Like I just, I want you know, you talk about. I, maybe I won't go buy tickets for opening day, but I might go out and buy his jersey. You know, yeah. I just, he just, I just liked him that much. Yeah, you know what, Matthew? Here's the thing. You know, I'm going to make a promise right now. I'm not going to say a negative thing about him until after the All Star break. Okay, thank you. You're going to give him a little that, slack. Huh? That's how excited I am. <laughs> that's pretty damn exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty high on the list. That's you you get a pass for half a season from Ben, but that's, that's, yeah, that's that right. means he likes you. That's right. That's right. That means I'm excited. But I'm also excited by this signing. Like, like this is this kind of signing that we need to keep doing. You know, we need to keep making these kinds of signings every year, and and that will make an impact. Will every single one of them pay off? No. But stop looking for bargains. Go overpay for the guys who consistently perform. And aren't, you know, injury plays either. Stop, just stop looking for the bargain. You know, just stop. That, that's what Listella was. Listella was a bargain. Conforto was a bargain. You know, stop Hanager, looking for bargain. Hanager, yeah, bargain. Yeah. It's just, even Gosman, Rodon, all of them, yeah. bargains. Yeah, you, you were buying low, right? Yeah. And just, just stop looking for the bargains. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, well, don't stop looking for the bargains because those are great. But also go look out for the guys that are consistent performers. Because if we had those, we would have made the playoffs every year since 2021. And if you go to Shohei Otani and say, or even Aaron Judge, but you go to Otani this year and say, hey, maybe we've made the playoffs last, you know. Think of how good we're going to be when we have you. Right. Maybe it's Maybe it's not a foregone conclusion that he goes and signs with the Dodgers yeah it's really so, easy to yeah. point to the city when your team isn't uh, consistently winning. right right and I'm not saying even that young who Lee's gonna you know he, he may be a bust but the point is is that like if you do this enough where you look at consistent performers who you and the rest of the league agree is a good player and you pay them what it takes to get them to play in crime-ridden, poopy map San Francisco. Oh, the worst place to play in the world. If you pay them enough to come here, then people will stop caring about that BS, and they'll be like, oh, the Giants are winners. Just like they wanted to play here, or would have played here if you would sign them 10 years ago. So more of this, please. All right. I agree. So more of this would be uh, signing Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Well, more of this would probably be like Blake Snell or Matt Chapman. But 
I'll definitely hey, he's ta- still I- out there. As of as of our recording, he has not signed with anyone yet. That is correct. And uh, and we heard that the Giants put an offer along with the Boston Red Sox of of three hundred million dollars on the table, which is about a hundred million more than what he was originally projected to That's right. to, to make. I think before we all, when we before free agency started. But don't worry, so, Matthew. It'll be deferred, and he won't have to get it until he's a hundred years old. And uh, I like you, it. You know, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. Uh, and so I think that uh, I think what that shows me, it makes me feel good that the Giants are at least putting their money where their mouth is and they are making legitimate offers. We heard also uh, that they matched the $700 million offer from the Dodgers to, uh, to Otani. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, they're not shying away from these big numbers. And so, you know, for fans who say that the giants are cheap or, you know, they're not doing it, at least now we know that they are putting the money out there for these, these big time, uh, free agents. And so I don't know if 300 million is going to get you, you know, Yamamoto. I mean, he asked for a second meeting for the Yankees, which probably means that the Yankees didn't want to pay 300 million. That's what I'm hoping. He also asked, he got a second meeting with the Mets. So I, and the Dodgers, like I am hopeful that that means that none of those three teams have been able to match what the Red Sox and the Giants have done. And so he's going to need to hear more from them. Uh, That's what I hope. Um, my money's still on the Yankees because that's where I put my money weeks ago. Remember when I said Matthew? Like I made it. It sounded like a joke, but I was serious that Otani was going to be a Dodger and Yamamoto was going to be a Yankee. I don't. I don't yeah. want to be that good at predicting this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, then you get the the pundits to talk about how this is good for the game, and I just don't see how the Yankees and Dodgers loading up on talent every year is good for the game. I mean, it's good for television ratings, maybe because people who live in New York and Los Angeles want to see their teams. Uh, play well, but I don't see how it um, it creates a competitive balance. Uh, and and so yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm hoping that the the Giants' money does speak for itself, and that uh, Yamamoto maybe decides I, that uh, he doesn't want to be a part of the Yankees. Right, and he I, wants to be a Giant instead. I agree. I mean, I I don't know. Like, it's it's an it's an interesting question because I feel like the Giants should be in that group. They should be in the big spender group. Yeah. The, the big six or whatever you might call it to take us to take a to take something from the, uh, the you know, the EPL, the Premier League in uh, in soccer in England. Right. Where they, they only have six teams that really can win it every year. The and and so and that's just kind of just accepted. Everybody just accepts that as reality. If we have that here in baseball, I think the Giants should want to be one of those. But I also feel like the Red Sox should be one of those. And I feel like the Mets. You know, the Mets, for all all they do, it really hasn't ever paid off for them. And in theory, the Angels should be able to do that, too. But, you know, so I think the Giants have the money, I, I think. But it, it also takes the fact that you have to consistently produce talent from your lead, your minors. And that's one thing that it seems like the Yankees and the Dodgers consistently do. Yeah. And that's not about free agent money. It might be right. about money that you put into developing your players. Like, I don't know. I don't, that's all a dark art to me. Like, I know nothing about player development. But I certainly know that there are certain teams that seem to be really good at it. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays. Like, how come nobody has stolen their formula? Anyway. But the point is, is that, like, I feel like the Giants should be in that category. But we're a little bit behind 
you know, because of the last five years and our inconsistency there. And, you know, maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's the poop map. You know, maybe Buster Posey is right that this stuff plays a plays a, a part. But you know what? I don't think it would play as much of a part if the team was winning. If you had signed Gosman, if you had signed Bryce Harper. Do you think the poop map would really matter now? And I don't think it no. would. No. No. And you could have done both of those things. The poop map be damned. Yeah, people would be like, I don't really care about the poop map. They're winning. Yeah, like I'll go right. live in yeah, like I'll go live in Danville. Which or, is pretty much where everybody lives, right? Right. Or at the top of one of these towers that isn't falling over. It's not falling over. It's not falling over. It's leaning. It's leaning. It's not falling. I didn't say falling. You said falling. You didn't hear me say falling. It's not falling. It's leaning. But one of the towers that's not leaning, right? Like, yeah, whatever. You know, I I you know, so at the end of the day, like I, I feel like it's Yamamoto is doable, but you're going to have to spend a lot of money. And I think, though, but I think we got the I think we got the Dodgers on the run. And if you got the Dodgers because they made that commitment to Otani. And I think everybody else is just going to say no. Crazy money gets Yamamoto. I feel it in my bones. Me too. Go Giants. Yeah, crazy money. It's not my money. Spend it. Spend it. Spend it. <laughs> All right. So Yoshinobu Yamamoto, we haven't heard yet. Maybe by the time you this you hear this recording, he'll be a Yankee or a Giant. We don't know. But uh uh the fact that the Giants are still in it and offering big time money is is heartening and you know, maybe there's a pivot to Blake Snell as soon as Yamamoto signs. So, you know, I feel like the Giants are going to get somebody. Right. And I would be fine with that. I would be yeah. fine with a Snell as a consolation prize. Totally, After that, totally. you know, hey, let the trades happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that'll be fodder for our next episodes around young pitching that could be traded for position players because that's the uh, the other rumor. But uh, we're running out of time, so I think it's time for today's trivia question answer, Ben. So the trivia question was, what South Korean made his major league debut for the San Francisco Giants and hit a home run in his first major league game? And I said, Jim, and you said Jim, Jim Bob? No, Jim Bob. Damn it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Jim Bob McGuffin. All right. All right. It was not Jim Bob McGuffin. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It was Ye, Jay Yoon Huang, who played 18 games for the Giants in 2017. What? Yeah, 2017 was a was a rough year <laughs> for the San Francisco Giants. Right? You made uh, this up. I did not make it up. I did not make it up. He played 18 games for the Giants. He had a home run on his major league debut against the Colorado Rockies in San Francisco. Here is the starting lineup for the Giants. <laughs> Gorky's Hernandez in center old. field. Joe Panic in second base. Austin Slater batting third and right field. Ooh, Brandon Belt batting giant. cleanup in first base. Yeah. Jay Young Wang playing third base and hitting fifth. Nick Ooh. Hundley. Catching and hitting six. Kelby Tomlinson as yes. our shortstop, hitting seventh. Ryder Jones uh, <laughs> oh, playing man. left field. Who doesn't and love and remember Ryder Jones? <laughs> and then Ty Block uh, batting ninth and pitching. So Ty Block was pitching against the Rockies, and now he pitches for the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
you know, I, I loved Kelby Tomlinson and his glasses and his I nerdy look. I loved Kelby and just, too. You know, that, he was he I, was fun. I, he was fun, but also just really indicative of the talent level of the Giants during that. What time. are you talking about? Gorky's Hernandez, uh, Joe Panic, uh, Brandon Belt. Who was batting fourth that day? No, who was Brandon batting? Brandon Belt. Belt was batting. So who was batting third? Slater was batting third. Slater, Slater was third. Who is who is still playing for the Giants? Austin so Slater, Slater will have played with the only South Koreans to ever play for the Giants. Oh, that's crazy. So Austin Slater was batting third. Brandon Belt was batting fourth, which is reasonable. Yes. And then Ye Yoon Huang yes. was batting, batting fifth, fifth in his, in major, his major league debut, debut <laughs> at age 29 <laughs> and 335 days. He was the 21,435th player to ever strap them on. Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, we were talking before then. I just, I feel fortunate that we weren't podcasting in 2017 because I feel like you would have like had a mini stroke. <laughs> we we chose the right year to start. 2021 was the right year to start. But you know, it was. You know, I don't, I do remember how bad the 2017 Giants were. I'm not the kind of fan who remembers all of the players. I mean, that's why I thought Jim Bob McGuffin played for the 100 loss team. In the early 80s. All I remember about that team, though, is that I was at the last game of the season where they lost that game. And the San Francisco Giants lost 100 games for the first time in their history. The San Francisco Giants. This team almost matched it. They lost 98. Oof. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. All right. So maybe our new South Korean player will uh, bring us to uh, new heights. uh, Because that one was certainly uh, a a low. Uh all right. He he's gonna play in the playoffs, Matthew. Absolutely. Maybe right. not next Ooh. year. If we get Yamamoto, he's definitely playing in the playoffs. All right. This you heard year it here first, folks. Ben Ben sounding optimistic. I know it's a little hard to to take, but uh... it's, it's these champagne cocktails. They're just so easy to drink, and they just they pack a little punch. It's that extra cognac at the bottom. You forget it's there, and boom. Uh, no, I mean, I think I think he's the you know he's he's the beginning to the next phase. I just wish this phase had started five years ago. Sure. Sure. Agreed. All right. So looking forward to next week, Ben, what are you drinking on happy hour on Thursday? Oh, Matthew, I am drinking a Ben original called, well, you all listened to last Thursday's show. You did. So you know what I'm going to be drinking next week. You know what it's called. You should just say it anyway, because it's funny. It's called Jingle Balls. It's Jingle Balls. And I'm saying that correctly. It's Jingle Balls. That's what I'm drinking. Even though we agreed to make cocktails based on classic Christmas songs, Ben did Ben and decided to name his Jingle Balls. I think we people know that I don't follow directions. That's what happened (laughs) at the beginning of this episode. Exactly. (laughs) A whole lot of me not following directions. (laughs) All right. Well, I am doing a cocktail called Feliz Navidad. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can guess which uh, spirit is the main spirit in this Spanish Mexican sounding uh, song. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, gosh. Now he's singing. All right. We know the champagne cocktail has definitely hit. So, on that note, folks, uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done already. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Go in there and punch that five stars. That would be really helpful for the show. 
And uh, don't forget to uh, uh, follow us on the socials, uh, Twitter, or formerly known as Twitter, the platform there. And then uh, where else are we? Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon. Make sure you give us a follow on all of those. We post our recipes um, every week when I remember. And uh, yeah, we, and then during the games, uh, when we are in season, we like to interact with our fans. And so please give us a follow. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, with having said all that, Ben, uh, we will see you next on Christmas Day when we're talking about the signing of Yoshinobu Yamamoto. That's right. And uh, whoever else the Giants sign. That's right. We will be we will be with you on Christmas Day. Dashing through the snow, jingle balls all the way. Now I will tell you, we're gonna we're probably gonna record a day earlier than we normally do, which is Saturday instead of the Sunday. So there'll be a little gap in between when we uh yeah. when we, maybe maybe we'll just release it. So if, if you we just release it on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll we just you, you know, know we're gonna to we're gonna give ourselves a little bit of a day. For those of you yeah. who made the mistake of having children. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So we're gonna we're gonna record early and we're gonna probably release it a day earlier just because, you know. Yeah, you know, we got stuff to do. Yeah, you know, we got families to. And, you know. Because we made that you... same mistake. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, so follow us and do all that and uh, come back on Thursday and hear about our Christmas song themed cocktails. Hear about our jingle balls. Yes, our jingle balls while I sing Feliz Navidad. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Having said all that, Ben, it's been great talking to you. Adios, muchacho. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. You didn't want to you didn't want to do your Australian accent? You don't want to tell everybody to no. go die? Goodbye. Good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. Throw some shrimp on the barbie. How can you do that so badly? It's so bad. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at accents. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good. Good eye, mate. No, good you're eye, not mate. good at all. It's I'm, awful. I mean, that sounds like an Aussie, doesn't it? No, eye, it, no. It sounds like somebody Crocodile trying Dundee. to- Crocodile Dundee. Good eye, mate. So... Now that's a knife. <laughs> that's doesn't just because you- No. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, it's 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 that along with you know snapping into a slim yim. You just you're just you're just awful, just awful, <laughs> awful. One sugar coop. Sugar coop. <laughs> sugar coop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on my second. What is this? Bro, pet bro, Sorry. <laughs> This is why we don't get the quotes, man. This is why they're never gonna put us. Okay, I'm gonna cut this out anyway. So don't, don't, just, just pretend. I'm gonna make us look smart. <laughs>